one of the things that I should have done a lot earlier was test price. And in fact, you, Ty, actually made me realize that I had a kind of like a slapping my head moment where you said, have you tested the price? And I was like, no, I haven't. What's up, everybody? Giving away this iPhone 7. And we're talking about how two brothers, one of them's right here, not Zach, are making $135,000 a month selling glasses online. And I might be asking some question. Who wants this bad boy right here? iPhone 7. I'm going to be giving it away at the end. Welcome to today's podcast. Who here has ever thought of selling something online? Okay. James Swanick is here. Zach Cookman's here. Tristan, I was just we were just FaceTiming with in Australia. Uh, James, show the glasses. Well, you can see he's actually wearing them. These glasses right here and a few other products, they are selling. Do you happen to have screenshots of your glasses? merchant account? No, merchant. Oh, uh, the Amazon account? Yeah. Yeah. So, I am. I so probably... he sells. So we're going to be talking about some practical stuff for those of you who want to start selling stuff. You're going to make over a uh, million dollars this year? Oh yeah, what, 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 we're, we're hoping that with the end of year we'll we'll do two million dollars revenue. Two million dollars. Yeah. The cool thing is James is one of my first students, kind of that I decided to do some one-on-one uh, -on -one work in what was that? 2013. 2013. Yes. 2013. Yeah. Uh, he paid me twenty five thousand dollars to work with him over like once or twice a month for a year. Uh, I, because he'd build, he'd worked on several, multiple businesses, but he hadn't had one that really hit yet. And so he wanted me to help him. So now he's got almost a $2 million a year business. Um, and we're business partners now a lot later in the game that just happened basically this year. But I want to just, I want you to walk away from this talk, from this call with like three or four practical tips, how you can start selling stuff online. And I'm going to put this on my Snapchat because a lot of people want to Here, look this way. I'm live right now with James Swanick. Two brothers, his other brothers in Australia right now, making $135,000 a month selling glasses online. You're going to do how much this year? Almost $2 million. $2, million. Break, two million. I'm actually a business partner now with James. He's one of my first students. He paid me twenty five grand in 2013 to work with him for a year. Was it worth it? It was a bargain. I've, I reckon I I've had You're about lucky. 200 times return on investment, it's I think. a 200 time turn. I, I need to hire you for my commercials, man. <laughs> Here, will you caption that? So let's talk about tip number one, what you wish you knew about selling. Obviously, you're selling blue blocker glasses. People are going to sell different stuff watching. What would you say is the first thing people, practical tip to s selling online? Well, if it's a physical product, I would say don't try to invent a product. Take an existing product and make it a little bit better. For example, there were blue light blocking glasses on the market. Right. But they were ugly. And they were like these big safety goggles that you might wear if you're at a gun range, right? Mm -hmm. And they were ugly. And so all I did was is that I made a stylish, fashionable pair of blue light blocking glasses. I took the orange lens and put it into kind of like a Ray-Bans frame. Right. And then all of a sudden... It's amazing no one thought of that. It's yeah, like, that's exactly what I think. Um, they're so ugly. That's, I think that's actually a good point that you would think a lot of people might think of something, no. but they really haven't. No. Just trust mm. me on this, guys listening. All of you listening where money seems impossible to make, Okay, 
I promise you this. There's so many opportunities to make money right now. So many that it's truly mind-boggling. Sometimes I'll do these Twitter contests like 100 bucks for the best business idea and people are like, oh, Ty's trying to steal business idea. I'm like, <laughs> people are so stupid. If you know how many business ideas I have that I haven't had time to do right now, you would know there's zero chance I'm going to steal your stupid idea. Most of these ideas are stupid. I'm like, you might steal my idea. I've been entrepreneurs and I'm 19. I've been around the game. I, I you know, started 10, 15 companies, invested in more. Like, you don't, the ideas are there if you know how to find them. And James has a great point there. Look for existing ideas and you just improve upon them. Good artists copy, great artists steal. That's a quote directly from Pablo Picasso. He didn't always invent brand new art styles. I mean, he did at one point when he was Picasso, but at some point the dude was literally, you know, he was simply taking concepts that already existed and discombobulated ideas. Like the glasses market was discombobulated. The, the, the thought that people were making money with blue blocker glasses before you launched your company, you and your brother, but they hadn't thought that maybe want people want good looking glasses. Like, yeah. It's so funny. I'll give you another example. There's a friend of mine and uh, he's into yoga and he was always frustrated that yoga mats weren't long enough. Okay. So what he did was he got a manufacturer to design an extra long yoga mat huh. and he added an extra foot to it and he called it extra long yoga mats. He made $6 million. Six million bucks. For those of you listening, you think this is, you think this modern world is a scam. You think you, I thank you for your service for making it easier for us to make money because the more cynics there, are, sometimes people are like, Ty, how do you deal with skeptics? I'm like, you have a party. That's how you deal with it. You rejoice. Imagine if everybody believed what we were saying, James. Then we would have hundreds of millions of people selling online, which would be too much competition. It would be hard for anybody to make much money. But Okay, so practical tip number one, it's okay to take an existing idea, improve upon it. Step number two, practical selling. Where do you recommend people sell? Do they do Shopify? Do they do Amazon? You have an interesting approach. Well, we started on Amazon and then after about eight months, we launched on Shopify. And the reason we did that was because Amazon has an existing marketplace, existing buyers. People are going to Amazon to buy. Uh, not to mention that you can have fulfillment by Amazon, which means you never have to take possession of the product that you're selling. You might just order it from a manufacturer, send it to Amazon, and then when people take orders from you, Amazon are the ones that actually sends it right, out. from their warehouses. Yeah. So um, we started on Amazon. It was the quickest. It was the easiest. There were already people going there to shop. So we, you know, there was a built-in customer base. Um, eight months after that, after we were making sales, we got up to like um, tens of thousands of dollars in sales per month. We then launched on, on our own Shopify site. And then we started driving traffic, um, you know, paid, um, paid advertising to our swanicksleep.com website. And that um, in the long run will be better than selling on, on Amazon because with the Shopify account, we're able to capture someone's email address, which means we're able to then sell them other products. Whereas if you're only selling on Amazon, Amazon actually controls the customer. It's, it's a lot harder for you to be able to communicate with your 
customer ongoing just on on Amazon. So I would say if you are looking to launch a physical products business, I would say uh, launch on Amazon, get it going for two or three months, get some sales, test some headlines, test pricing. And then once you've got some momentum, launch your own e-commerce store on a site like Shopify and then start you know, trying to drive organic traffic or paid traffic there. Good, good practical tip. I'm going to do a little giveaway here. 100 bucks, who wants some money? By the way, at the end, I'm doing my iPhone 7 giveaway if you pay attention. So number one question we talked about, what should we say? Oh, I'll do an easy one. It's going to go quick. What was James' first piece of advice to starting to sell online like him? Basically summarize it. What do we got? What was advice tip number one? Just do it. No. Amazon, no. Use an existing product right there. Dev Studio X on Twitter. Congratulations. We'll be PayPaling you. Where's the sound kit you used to have, Zach? My phone's been jacking up, but I'll Zach, pull it up. Can you, you always have something going wrong. Leo, look. What's wrong with your phone that it doesn't work? I think I've just got too many uh, so pictures from apps. girls. On. Too many pictures <laughs> from girls. Too many Tinder pics. <laughs> Are you on Tinder or Bumble? Both. <laughs> Sorry. Why settle for one? Schoolboy question. Are you, on, are you on two? Who are you asking me? No, Zach. No. Oh, sorry. Are you on two different sites? At least two, yeah. Uh. Okay. So let's take some questions for the audience, although now everybody, somebody's saying, what kind of water is that so I can invest? So, a lot of people are, uh, I need it for my enrollment SMMA. Can you give me an iPhone 7? Okay. So here's the next thing. It's very important. I'm, I'm going to throw out number two because James is going to give number three here. And then Zach's going to give a bonus on how to sell online. I think the second thing to do is he's doing $135,000 a month, which to some of you sounds like a lot. To some of you who are more experienced, it's you know it's not a, the largest amounts ever been sold online. There's people selling million dollars a day, right? So for those of you starting out, you take 135,000 and you divide it by the day. I mean, by uh, the month. So divided by 30 is roughly a little under three grand. Uh, I'm sorry, around uh, about four, $4,500 a day. And then divide that up by 24 hours in a day. So if you do it, let's get the exact math. You got 135,000 divided by 30 divided by 24 is $187. So what you do is you reverse engineer. It's called the principle of inversion. And you make the number smaller. You invert it backwards to its root. So the root would be $187 an hour. And then you got to understand what's called your average uh, cart value, your initial cart value. That means the first time they buy something from you, how much do they spend? And do you, what is the rough... For, because you've got some other products that you've got upgrades. What's the average initial cart value for people who buy something? Uh, it's just in about $90, $93, $93. $93. So, yeah. There you go. So then you invert that. That's how much. We said you need to make about $180-ish an hour, 24 hours a day, to make $135 a month or almost a million and a half a year. So that's two sales. You need to sell two in his case, glasses, two sets of glasses, two new customers 
per hour. And that's a lot less intimidating. Two, that's it. So one of the things that impedes people's progress in in launching online and selling online is just sheer intimidation. But if I say sell two pairs of glasses to two people per hour, then you continue to use the principle of inversion. And the principle of inversion then becomes how uh, how many people have to visit the website in order, you know, your conversion rate. So let, is the conversion rate what? 1%-ish or something Yeah, like I think it's 1. 1.3, 1. 1.4. It fluctuates. Let's say 1.4. So yeah. Let's say 1.5. Let's just say 1 just to lowball okay. it here. Be conservative. So you basically need, for one sale, 100 visits. And you need two sales an hour. So you need 200 visitors per hour. And that's a click on an advertisement. So you then know I got to generate 200 clicks per hour. And basically, it's like dominoes. If you knock down that domino of 200 clicks to your website per hour, you end up with the reverse, which is making one or two million bucks per year. So, so keep making things smaller and smaller. Shrink the size of the problem. Okay, what's your principle number three? Practical tip for somebody selling online. We talked about Amazon, click funnels, things like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's just, if you're just getting started, I would say understand what MVP stands for, which is a minimum viable product. So I didn't spend a year trying to design the perfect pair of glasses with the best packaging and the and the best branding. I just got up something that was kind of sloppy, you know, and I and I started selling it quickly. And I got, you know, we sold 300 pairs of it and went, oh, okay, cool. This means 300 people are willing to pull out their credit card and actually purchase this. Now, on the next order, let's make the packaging a little nicer. Let's make the product a little nicer. Right. So, for example, the lens in these glasses here blocks a lot more blue light than the first lens that we put out. So, the first lens that we launched didn't block as much blue light. But then, after we'd proven that people were willing to buy them, we then improved the product. So I guess I would say, don't try to make a perfect product. Just get a product, get it up there, test it, see if people will buy it, get feedback, listen to criticism, and then polish it uh, Polish it afterwards. And the same goes for even if you're up and running with a product already, test a lot. So test your headlines, test the different images that you use to try and promote your, your product. Um, one of the things that I should have done um, a lot earlier was test price. And in fact, Utah actually made me realize that I had a kind of like a slapping my my head moment where you said, have you tested the price? And I was like, no, I haven't. And right. initially, I, we were selling it at $89. And then the moment that I did the test, I discovered that I should have been selling it at $69, that our conversions increased and we made more money. And I did the math on it and it was almost a hundred grand a six-figure mistake. Wow. Yep. If I had start, if I'd done the test initially, and realized that sixty-nine dollars was the sweet spot, then it would have made almost a hundred grand extra in sales. So that's but your hundred thousand-dollar mistake. How would you like to do that? One simple mint, and that's why a lot of people. That's why you should be listening, whether it's my podcast or live streams or other people's that are smart, because you can just learn that from other people. You don't have to learn hundred grand. $100,000 mistakes. That's how Zach became such a master of Tinder with the ladies. 
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, experimenting and lots of mistakes. What was their worst mistake? Tell us about your worst date. Um, swiping right on the the image that doesn't have a photo, so it's just like a silhouette, <laughs> only to show up and and. Uh, How'd she look? Well, I actually no, I thought um, I think it was a dude in a wig. And I, because I, I couldn't stop staring the whole time, you freaking can't out, stop thinking, staring at dudes. Yeah, well, I, no, trying to figure out. Well, I, I, I think I came across on my face too, because I just kept going. And look, well, I guess you Was can't see my eyes. Adam's but. apple showing. Actually, I made that all up. I've oh. never swiped right on on the, the silhouette. <laughs> no, I just actually I try out different lines, different openers, and um, okay, you know. So dirty talk isn't the way to start off. I'll just leave Dirty it talk doesn't work. Okay, I'm glad that Zach found that out. Someone said, it was a man. Ha ha. I, I, actually, I got a question, Ty. Okay. Um, I, one of the frustrations that I have in my business is that we, we, we go too slow with things. Even though I'm just telling a story about how we, you know, we quickly got a prototype, we quickly launched, and we quickly got, you know, were able to sell 300 units, and then we decided to, you know, proceed with the business. I still feel impatient. I still feel like we're going too too slowly. Um, and I've put systems and processes in place, like I've hired people and I've tried to develop systems and things, but I still with, wish that we could test a lot quicker and that um, our progress would be would be speedier. So I guess my question is, am I being impatient or are there some practical things that, that you that I should implement in order to to go quicker in the business? Well, one of the things I talked about it in this mentor conference that you you were there speaking to last Friday is that you have to look not just at absolutes, but also at subjective progress. So absolute progress would be like, okay, Ray-Ban makes $10 billion and you're only making one or two. So, you know, comparatively, but with them, you're, you're not doing very well and you're going too slow. But you have to look at the subjective, where were you last year? What was revenue last year? In the 12 month. So 24 months on Amazon, it was about four, almost 400 in the first 12 months. So 400. And now you project you'll be at 2 million. Yeah. So you look, that's, that is five X. Okay. A 500% increase in revenue. Now, what happens if you did that one more time? Yeah. So what's five X of two, $2 million would be the following year. You'd be at 10. And what's, what's one more. 5xing it's 50 million then you're at 250 and then you're at a billion in five years now odds are you won't be able to continue to grow at the same rate that's very rare but you have to look at yourself and go okay is two is four hundred thousand to two million does how did that feel was that 5x and if you start comparing yourself the wrong way you'll feel like you're slow but i don't think it's slow i think just remember one thing Going too fast can also get you in trouble because you make a mistake, you get too much inventory of glasses. So I, I think it, I think it's right along the right growth rate. Now, what you should be preparing yourself for is January one till the next December thirty first, twenty eighteen. How are you going to get to ten million? And we talked about today. We had a company meeting uh, with. Tristan in Australia, your brother, and I was talking about setting up this framework of of testing, and you should be able to have that set by hopefully January first. You're really good at it, so I, I think it's fine. 
Okay. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Some people are hogs. They just go too fast and they get slaughtered in the marketplace. All right, let's talk. What is the brand of the eyeglasses you sell? Bartender 7-Eleven asks. Well, these glasses are called Swannies, and the website is swanwicksleep.com. We've got it up, up here on the uh, on the screen. So, And you can see them on Amazon, too. Yeah. If you type in Swannies, S-W-A-N-N-I-E-S. I, I put a link, what, tylopez.com slash sleep. Yeah. If you go to tylopez.com slash sleep, it'll forward you. Yeah. Wait a minute. Tortoise, I thought tortoise shells were illegal. No, Zach, it's not actual tortoise shells in the glass. It's just the color. It's the style. Zach is. <laughs> well, you've that's got a, deceptive. You you've, you you <laughs> wear your glasses at night, your yeah, swannies at night. I wear time. them every, I notice a difference sleeping. What I, You know what I noticed? And this is not just a shameless plug. Like I've only recently become a partner in this company and partly because I just tried them for a while and then I tried them without them. And you start to notice your eyes at night if you don't have the glasses on you realize it's keeping you awake. I don't know how. It's just like a gut feeling that like it's like too bright. So I, every single night, even when I travel, one of the things my maids pack up for me, I got a whole travel kit. I put the glasses in there. So I'm sell, I'm big. I'm a salesperson for this company. I'm not really a salesperson. I'm not that actively involved in day to day, but I'm happy to promote it because I used it before. I even promoted it. Yeah, I always think as an entrepreneur, you should sell stuff you use. It's more, it's, it's the other way around is more disingenuous. I saw, did you see Dove commercials? Oh my gosh. You got to pull this up on the screen. Can we pull this up on the screen? Speaking of bad advertisements, um, I don't not, I mean, these may be the worst things. It had racist, racist connotations, didn't it? connotation <laughs> it may be the most racist thing a brand has ever done but that's I mean, surprising from dove because they're usually excellent like with but their... they did two campaigns like this just put up can we pull it up on yeah. this monitor here dove racist ads it's it's almost if it wasn't so bad it would be funny but there's two just that's all you gotta you do you gotta spell race oh, no yeah. it's fine it's fine go to go to images go to images now let me show you this Okay, look at the first one. Here's their first boo-boo. Okay, before, after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, my God. You start out. Oh, wait, that's how so do we bad. How do we make this? How do we start make off. this zoom? Okay, here. So the oh, oh my gosh. It literally says before and after. The dark girl <laughs> is before the soap, and then she gets lighter, and then she turns <laughs> so white. Bad. Like that. Now that's one Dove commercial. Wash it. Wash it all off. It's not. <laughs> somebody said, "Why is it funny?" It's not funny, but it's so stupid. It's funny. So nobody get butt hurt, please. We're we're calling out racism. So don't get mad at us. Anyway, I'm brown, so I could say whatever I want. Go go to the next. Go to the. Go to the next one here. Yeah, here's the other one. Oh so my god! It's a it's a black girl. She starts out black. She gets Dove soap. And she takes her shirt off, and she's a redhead. I'm like, there's this is bad on so many is levels. The worst. I, I, I gotta Snapchat know. this. We gotta. They, Snapchat. It must have gone through lots of. No, I don't think executives. this one did. I don't think this one did. I we are this looking at the most racist through. ads in history. This is Dove. <laughs> oh, they started out before, and then the girl becomes white after. And here's the same thing, Dove. You guys made the worst, most racist, stupid ads. I have a feeling that at that, that photo shoot, I, have, man? I think a, a photo shoot, I doubt before and after were 
actually there because there's no way the lady on the left would have taken part. And I think this young lady here had no idea what ad they were going to be running. I think they just did a photo shoot and they're like, oh, it's for Dove. And she thought, well, hell's bells. I'm going to be a Dove. Well, I'm sure Without the girl knowing, doesn't have anything to do with it. No, not having anything to do with it, but I guarantee you she had no idea what the ad campaign was. Yeah. Well, models don't I just know sent, what I it sent is. Adrian, I think, what would be the best Dove's uh, Dove WhatsApp. Com- WhatsApp. The best Dove commercial. Would be what? They I go s- from white to black? No, no, no. I, I sent it to Adrian. Sorry, my WhatsApp's not up on there. Oh, my. We'll get to that later. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Okay. Mike Diesel has a question for James from Instagram. How did you build brand awareness overall so that people know Swanee's glass is a legit mm. brand? So the answer is I did anything and everything that I could, which involved um, becoming a guest on other people's podcasts. And so I would reach out to people and I wouldn't say, hey, can I come on your podcast and talk about my product? I said, hey, would you like me to educate your listeners on sleeping habits? And guess what? One of those habits happened to be the glasses. So initially it was, you know, I got on about half a dozen podcasts. Um, The big one for us was I had Dave Asprey, who's who's from Bulletproof Radio. He's the guy that, um, you know, basically started the grass-fed butter in your coffee kind of movement. And I went on his podcast and... um, Within three days of being on that show, we tripled our sales hmm. because his audience are biohackers and they really resonated with the story of the blue light blocking glasses helping you sleep. Um, so that was a great, a great kind of um, boost. Um, the other thing I did was I went on my own Instagram, I went on Facebook, and I just talked about it all the time. I did Facebook Lives. Got some celebrity endorsements. We went to some celebrity stuff. Yeah, I went with Ty, Ty Arnold Schwarzenegger to wear the glasses. Did the Miami are the Miami Heat? Did you send them up? Yeah, the Miami Heat have got the glasses. Miami as well. Heat basketball team. So like getting your stuff. If you have a physical product, you can do physical. Sh- I mean, sampling. You sample and send it out. Yeah. You know what I'm we saying? We got the Game of Thrones guys um, wearing yeah. it. Um, yeah, who, which Game of Thrones? Uh, here's, uh, here's Schwarzenegger. You can put that up and show Arnold Schwarzenegger. Him. We were at Arnold's house, those of you who love Arnold. I, we did a little, I did a little interview. and Von Miller, who was the Super Bowl MVP, is the guy for the Denver Broncos. He you was a Von wearing, Miller fan, Zach? He was wearing the glasses. No, I just know James is a Broncos fan. So Yeah. Why are you a Thumbs Broncos up. fan? You're from Australia. Why'd you pick Denver? 1989 I I was a 14 year old kid I had the flu I was at home in Australia on a Monday morning and I turned on the TV and it was the Super Bowl between the 49ers and the Denver Broncos yeah and the 49ers won like 55 to 10 just destroyed the Broncos Orange was my favorite color. I liked the name John Elway. It just sounded super American. And they got destroyed. And I went, that's my team from here on in. And so, so you picked the loser. I picked the loser because I okay. like the underdog. And John Elway just sounds so American. And as an Australian kid who'd never been to America, you're like just in love with anything American, right? So you're just like, John Elway from the Denver Broncos. So I'm like, yeah, I like that So too. you basically have the same type logic as Zach, <laughs> who picked the he's from north carolina does he follow the charlotte hornets basketball team no portland trailblazers had he ever been to portland no same thing he turned on the tv clyde drexler That's was exactly, there yeah. and he's like i i feel like you should i feel funny fan. someone as open-minded as you is so obsessed with you with mean the, logical 
that's not that's not logical. It's not logical to like the team that where where you're from. It's not ill. I'm the only no, no. Person. I didn't. I don't think that that's not logical. I just don't think it's illogical it to like illogical. another team. I've never been to Denver before. Kid. Isn't it There's all right? There's nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. It's not a big problem in the world. It's not like <laughs> I listed the top five problems with humanity. One of them is liking teams. Tigers to are bed. For me. I go to bed. I, I, I'm going to do a million-man march for this. No, I, it, it's just, no, I, I, I love my student of psychology. For those of you listening who want to be entrepreneurs, you got to be good at marketing. To be good at marketing, you have to understand that all marketing is rooted in basic and advanced psychology. So I just find it's interesting because I do find that Zach and James have somewhat similar psychology. But but so both I'm, of us were ironic. kids. Yeah. And it's an emotional psychology thing. Sports is an emotional by, by thing. By the time you're one years old, a lot of stuff is hardwired. Even in the womb, a lot of stuff is hardwired your DNA. So you guys have that we it, it, but whenever it's called whenever commitment I, consistency bias. When, when I they just, decide they watch the they watch one game that's my team. That'll last for 80 years. <laughs> but like, well, yeah, you you when you find something that you like, it wasn't like I sat down and looked at all 32 or 30 NBA teams and went, which all right, is which what, one? Yes, which which one? is a more logical way. No, I saw one as a kid. I was emotionally invested, moved by what I saw. And that's I, fine. There's so that's logical. That's not logical. It it's emotional, but you're an emotional kind of guy. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm done. Zach, Zach is <laughs> Zach is he's alternating he's alternating straw. between weeping right now and <laughs> anger. I weep on the inside. He weeps on he's crying on the inside. Well, aren't all buying decisions emotional yes. and then you justify with logic? Yes. Well, a small percentage of planet Earth is highly logical, hmm. and uh, there's a good book on this called Descartes' Error or something like that, and it's basically a scientist talking about how. Emotion, even the non-emotional people listening who think that they're these logical, robotic Dr. Spock, you're much more emotional. Somebody said, Zach's just PMSing time. So we were talking about Dove before. Dove did a commercial aimed at women like six years ago where it really pulled at the emotional heartstrings. And I remember watching, it was like a six-minute YouTube video. And in the end, I was almost crying. It was damn so emotional. And I was thinking, how the <laughs> hell does this make anyone want to buy Dove soap? But yet I read all the business stories about it, and they had this huge increase in sales as a direct result of that ad. And Dove w had nothing to do with the ad except for the final scene. Well, look at Coca-Cola. Yeah, which was like, Dove. Yeah, Coca-Cola. See, so there's two cognitive biases. This is advanced uh, psychology marketing right here we're talking about now there there's 25 advanced psychological biases that make humans decide to like swanee's glasses or whatever you guys want to sell one of them is called liking disliking bias mm -hmm. so if people just like you mm -hmm. they buy from you no matter what you're selling yeah and the second thing is something called association bias where for example if you have the rock hold well, a good example of this was LeBron James, pro basketball player, one of the greatest ever. He he does a McDonald's commercial where he's like holding a bag of McDonald's. Well, we all know pro athletes eat well. Trust me. I whenever I, I've gotten to know a lot of pro basketball players and even Chris Paul. Chris Paul, I was at his house. He lives in in L.A. Now he's in Houston. But fascinating thing. The first thing I noticed. He took him on a cool tour. One, he has more shoes than me. He has an insane. He actually added on to his house 
for shoes. <laughs> he created a shoe section of the house. Wow. But he's a, he's got his own shoe brand. He probably can make a hundred million bucks for shoes. So right. he has a shrine to shoes, so to speak. But the other thing is food. He eats while well. he had a chef in there cooking perfect. He does, you know, Chris Paul's in great shape. So LeBron James is paid probably 10, 15 million bucks by McDonald's to hold this bag, even though I guarantee you his number one diet tip is not eat McDonald's, but that's called the association bias. If you like LeBron James, remember the liking bias is first. And so first their target market was people who like LeBron. Okay. So they run ads to people who like LeBron James. Then, so that's the liking, disliking bias. Then you have him hold your brand, which is McDonald's, and the we associate the two, and ipso facto, we love McDonald's. Now, that's what Coca-Cola did. They had Michael Jackson. They paid. You know Michael Jackson had a contract with Pepsi? No, Pepsi. It was Pepsi, yeah, wasn't Pepsi it? Yeah, For $1 billion, but then he had all those scandals, and they canceled it. But he was to be paid over a series of years, $1 billion. This is in the 80s or early 90s. Think how much up that's like five billion now. Tiger billion. Woods Tiger Woods had that as well with I think Accenture. Um and uh maybe and Nike, right? It was Nike, yes. Accenture, and maybe Titleist. No, actually it was Nike, yeah. Nike and Accenture. And then when he had all those scandals when all you know, the womanizing came out. He lost all of those deals, and right. the brands just start jumping ship, right? I'm always curious, like how how much does it affect? How much does it negatively affect the brands if their star, you know, person is involved in a scandal? Because they jump ship very quickly. Yeah, they just did the Dannon thing. Dannon yogurt just jumped ship from who? Cam yeah, Cam Newton, because uh. Cam Newton said. That's he was sexy. Running route sounds funny. He apologized. Um, uh, but which is which is truth? The gut reaction and response, or the apology that comes after? It wasn't the. It wasn't worse than Dove. What Cam Newton did. Let me put it that <laughs> no. way. Well, Cam Newton was more just. It was. He apologized and said it wasn't right, and he's embarrassed. But he got dropped from Dannon and a couple other places. Do you think? Do you think the two were too politically correct? Because I'm, I'm just like, you know, he said that thing. Yeah, it was bad. But the guy apologized. Let's move on. But then to, to, to cancel a multi-million dollar sponsorship deal, I don't know. Is that is it too much? Zach, do you think we're, I think that's we're a too, business are decision. We, are we too politically correct these days? Hell and yes. But I think that's a business decision more so than a PC decision. I think the outrage is a bit, right. bit uptight in PC, but... I can, but I, I can, I'll say that the Dove one is not. If you're mad about that, that's not politically correct. That's that one's go. That crosses the line mm. of. I, but uh, here's mm. the thing: I don't think you should get upset. That's just stupid. That's what I'm saying. But it I'm wasn't saying supposed to be. Uh, but if you didn't like the dumb. Dove commercial that shows a black person washing their melanin off their skin and turning white, <laughs> like that one is egregious. Is that a video or is that just a print? It's ad. a print ad. It's. Just, I would love to do the video. I will say, as an Australian in this country, I this country is so politically correct. It's right. ridiculous. Like in Australia, we make fun of each other. We make fun of different races. We do it in a joking kind of jovial way. You come over here, it's like, oh my god, right. you can't say certain words without like <gasps> what did you just say I think what did you say it's from people trying to uh judge intent and there's no way you can know intent well sometimes what was dove's intent i just think they were they i don't think it was someone that was there going you know 
black people are dirty and white people are clean <laughs> right. and we'll use that as a visual. Yeah, but come on. You have to have half a brain to realize that one ain't going nowhere. But but what what I would say about political correctness, it, some of the political correctness is probably overboard and some is on track. But the main thing we do wrong, and this is another psychological bias of the 25 biases, it's called the availability bias. And so we attack things that are easier to understand and we miss more important issues. Perfect example of this. Um, people, let's take even marijuana. So marijuana has been very controversial in terms of should it be legal? And now it's becoming increasingly legal. And there's people who are outraged and they have their science saying that marijuana is bad for you. But what we know for sure is alcohol causes 70% or it, it, 70% of murders have somebody who was clinically basically drunk. So no one talks about alcohol being a way bigger problem in the world than marijuana. Yeah. So you could be politically correct and flip out over marijuana, but you're missing what you really should flip out over, which is more important stuff like alcohol. Even cigarettes are much more deadly. Very few. I think there's been one reported murder where somebody was high on marijuana, like just marijuana is not a bad, in terms of statistics mm. and anything you do in excess, like is probably not that good for you. If you smoke cigarettes, marijuana, you drink too much, like a little bit is great, a little wine, stuff like that. But my point is that what's really wrong with society is we're going after what's easily available to our brain and we're missing what we really should be protesting. For example, I always say this, like, some people protest and think that me selling online programs on how to build businesses is somehow a scam. And I'm like, what about $1.2 trillion in college debt? And they think it's probably higher. That's only reported institutional debt. It's probably $2 trillion. Now, we're not talking about a billion. We're talking about $2 trillion. And is anybody going to have the conversation like our colleges – run too much like businesses in the sense that they'll take any student even though a lot at least 50 percent of people go to college their degree is not going to help them they're getting a degree in art history mesopotamian history they think there's not enough jobs to be a teacher for that they know the math but they still allow anybody to go to school you can't get a refund you can't discharge so that's closer to a scam than anything you know People sometimes are so stupid with my stuff. I'm like, do you think a book about building a business is a scam? Mm. No. Well, if I put the damn thing online because I'm welcome to 2017 where people will go online, how does it magically transform? If I wrote a book, How to Build a Social Media Marketing Agency, and I put it on Amazon for, for you know, people are buying it. If it was a college course, because most college, a tremendous amount of colleges study my social media stuff. How's that a scam if I put it online? I mean, it sounds to me how people want to consume data now online. Spotify. You think people are buying records anymore? What CDs? What percentage of people do you feel have actually been scammed from an online program or product? What do you what do you think the truth is? The data so low. It's 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 <laughs> one out of a hundred thousand people. I mean, what? So less than of one, less than one percent of people have actually less. been scammed online. Yet. Name an online 
class that's a scam just name one isn't it funny as well that donald trump real estate program that wasn't a scam no no that's what i was gonna that was the point like remember that was in the news uh, yes. when the presidential run was going on and everyone was in outrage saying that, that president that donald trump's real estate program was a complete scam and all these people lost their money and you we have a mutual friend who actually did that course i bought it for him so there you go i did it in 2006 whether or not you love donald trump i can tell you this his real online real estate school was one of the best classes I ever took. It helped me get started in online. It was a thousand bucks. I did it, I think, in 06. It was so good. I bought it from my best friend, uh, Herman, for a thousand bucks for his birthday. I think it was August 20, 2006. He has a PhD in molecular neuroscience, and he said it's the best class he's ever taken. So I just read a fascinating book called The End of College, and it says that. The, the army in 1947 started studying distance learning as opposed to having a classroom back then it was like they'd mail you a course on you know in the mail and they've there's been over 200 studies since that 1947 study which found people there's a people learn slightly better online than in a classroom isn't that funny because you always hear well that's better to go to a class the science is in go pick up the book i don't know who wrote it but it's a fascinating book he says there's been over 200 uh, sci uh, pieces of research that validate the concept that you learn for sure equally as well, possibly better. So here's my baby, and I'm possibly going to do a Bitcoin ICO, uh, not a Bitcoin, but a cryptocurrency ICO uh, to disrupt education. And basically, what we really want in the school system, in the business world, is you take the bet. Imagine learning piano from the number one concert pianist in the world. See, a thousand, a uh, hundred years ago, you couldn't do that because he'd have to physically come to your school. There was no video. There was no, or very little. It wasn't, there's no internet. But now we have a school system set up that you have every high school in America has a piano teacher. And a lot of them are subpar because you're not going to be able to find a million, you know, good piano teachers. So why not stream in one good one and then have a teacher there that's more like a, a tutor? So if you, you know, somebody who walks up to you and says, okay, follow what, what's the guy's name? The great piano player, Ling Ling or one of those guys. What's his name? Google, I think I went to a concert. He's a concert pianist. You have him streaming in a lesson. He's one of the great piano players alive. And um, is it Ling Ling? <laughs> I feel weird. It's not ling-a-ding-ding. -ding. Thank you, Zach. Maybe you could get the world's best pickup artist to go out to, to stream in with you, Zach, when Lang -lang. you go, when you go, go that, hit the, the Sunset a, Strip, huh? Exactly. You should have a... It's too bad we can't go... Yeah, Lang-Lang. Sorry, not Ling-Lang. <laughs> Ling, excuse my Lang-Lang-Ling-Ling. But imagine having... <laughs> imagine having the best history teacher in the world or the best... Uh, set of teachers you might not just have one the top 10 history people you know how why people hate history because it's taught in a very boring way so have the top 10 guys streaming into every score and women streaming into half the schools in america then you have the history teacher there as the tutor but i mean it we have the most outdated education and it's the same with business for those who want to learn business you know, traditionally people have gone to community college or their local college well a lot of community colleges their business classes, their marketing class. That guy yesterday, I got in this. Usually, I try not to get in too many Twitter battles, but I would, I was had some spare time, so I just he ended up getting mad and blocking me. But I had a little Twitter battle, and um, 
the guy, I, he goes, well, because I was basically, <laughs> so he was like trying to flame me about marketing. He has 106 Twitter followers and, he, and I'm like, so he said something about marketing and then he goes, well, I guess me with my marketing degree, I, you think I don't know anything about marketing. And I was like, People lie, but numbers don't. If you have a marketing degree, he, he, I believe him that he had a marketing degree. The problem is, what the hell was that worth if he can only get 106 Twitter followers? You know, it, especially if you're holding yourself out as a marketing expert. I'm not saying every person needs to have more than 100. You know, it's okay if you have one Twitter followers or zero. But if you're saying you're a master marketer, you know, doesn't matter what you know it only matters what you do right yeah. so it's like people it's like you're encouraging people to read a book a day right or read a lot more and and i actually learned the skill of reading a book a day from you when you were when you were mentoring me um one thing i've noticed these days is that people will at around a dinner conversation will talk about something that they read in a book it's almost like oh i read that book and i read this this fascinating study blah 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 and they're saying it to try and almost show off like, right. oh, look at my intellect. I read this book. But the issue is that most of those same people don't actually put into action right. what they've learned. So they're like, I read a book. I'm so smart. Okay, terrific. So what did you action from learning that? And most right. of the time it's nothing. So have you read any good books, speaking of books, on e-commerce that helped you get $135,000 a month, uh, you, and, you and Tristan? I like Cialdini's book, Influence, obviously, which is um, all about, um, you know, how to influence people into, into buying and the purchasing. I liked um, Spin Selling. Do mm -hmm. you know that book, Spin Selling? I just posted that and had my sales team reread that book. Yeah. I like um, anything by Russell Brunson. He was pretty good. And um, I think it was called Dotcom Secrets. He wrote a book on um, how to, you know, set up websites and funnels and things like that. Those books were pretty good. And, uh, and yeah, and it's interesting. I, I read a book called um, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And he yeah. said that... Um, he Zach said, likes that book. Uh, people, he, he said in there, one thing stuck out to me in that was that change occurs amongst other people. So he said, you want someone to change? You can't just tell them, hey, change, and like hope they're going to do it. But the moment that you stick them in a group of like-minded people who want to go through that change together, change seems possible and change is more likely to actually happen. So I have this other business called 30 Day No Alcohol Challenge, which helps social drinkers reduce or quit alcohol. Zach. Ew. <laughs> it sounds awful for Zach. Zach right? has built a whole campaign to destroy and slander that business. <laughs> 30 Days of Getting Drunk <laughs> campaign. Zach has, he runs ads on top he's of doing, yours. <laughs> he's doing the anti. Yeah. He's doing the anti one, 30 day drinking challenge. But the people, the, the, the reason why people are able to successfully quit alcohol for 30 days is not because of the videos that I sent them every day. It's because of the Facebook group community of right. other people who are also doing that challenge and they support one another and they talk to one another and they share experiences and feeling like you're in a community. Um, I've noticed in, in that business. Um, has really enabled people to change. And it seems to be backed up by science based on what Charles Duhigg said in that book, The Power of Habit. Good. All right, we're going to wrap up. We're going to give away this iPhone 7 right here. This is a 128 gig iPhone 7 Plus. Comes with ear pods, with lightning connector, lightning to headphone jack adapter, lightning to USB. There's a lot of lightning in this thing right here. Who wants this? Here... 
We're yeah, gonna but all do... those Sam or should I get? Here's what I'm gonna do though. I'm gonna do something a little different than I normally do. We're gonna pick. So Zach, we can don't give away. away. You have to tell me. Too, if you want. Yeah, we'll give away some glasses too. Yeah. We're gonna say, tell me when to stop, and that's the platform that I'm gonna give it away on. So it'll either be on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram. And so we'll give you time to quick switch over. All right, Zach. I'm Stop. moving. Instagram. Yes, my favorite. <laughs> Were you peeking, Zach? Oh, no, no. All right. So everybody, head over to my Instagram live if you want a chance, because I'm about to ask a question. I'm going to give you guys a minute or two. Head to my Instagram, at Ty Lopez. It's my verified one. Click on the live, and I'm going to ask the question there. Christy Queen said, hey. Aloha said, Ty, do it on Instagram. Aloha Brian. That is an interesting name. Is your real name Brian Aloha? That's kind of a cool. That's a very like you said uh John Elway was a John American Elway. Name, but so American. Johnny Aloha would be very Hawaiian to me. What do you John, think? John Elway came into uh, a restaurant I worked at a long time ago, Steakhouse. I guess he gets annoyed with people recognizing him because he was walking through, they were going to go smoke cigars out on the patio, and he's walking through the bar, and a guy sitting at the bar saw him, he goes, oh my gosh, uh, uh, you look just like John Elway. And rather than going, yeah, yeah, well, that's me, he goes, yeah, I get that a lot, and just kept on walking. <laughs> he didn't want people to know. Yeah. That's what Zach does when he gets recognized by fans. Tom go, Brady's Well, only the ugly. Fans. The ugly girls? The ugly guys? Well, I'm just nice. You know, to, I'm polite to the guys and to the... The you ugly said but, girls, but I really like it if it's the you, know. you got recognized a lot at Ty's event the other day. You were like people were coming up to you all the time looking for getting photos and everything. I want people, yeah, but they just want to ask me about Ty. When they when, oh. you were, when you were on stage, the whole group was looking Ugh. at you. That's right. I was impressed by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was I got ticked off when I looked to my right and Ty was like, All wrap right, it up. Look, wrap it funny. up. <laughs> Numbers are going up on Instagram. All right, here's the question. Move over to Instagram. If you want to win the iPhone 728 gigs, earpods, for additional information, go to apple.com slash iPhone slash specs dot HTML. Why does, why does you, Apple must not want you to go to that link that they make it slash uh, specs dot HTML. That's so dumb. They could have made it a short URL. That's just apple.com slash two or specs. Apple's trying to be... They definitely don't want you caught phoning, right? Like they, no. they, they hide the customer service number. They put Zach's phone number as customer. Can you imagine the trolling you could do <laughs> if you were at Amazon? Would be. I'm going to do that as a prank on somebody. I'm going to see if we can hack Amazon's customer support number and put Zach's phone number in. That you while you're asleep, when you wake up, you would literally have over 500,000... smoking, <laughs> steaming... cats on fire. <laughs> Zach's... Ah, for a good time, call Zach. For, all right. I would quickly Let's change my number. Okay, here we go. I'm going to ask a question for those of you who are paying attention. You're on my Instagram, at Ty Lopez. You want this iPhone. First person on Instagram to answer this. Uh, okay, pretty simple. But only those of you listening the whole time will get this. In order for to invert the, the principal inversion, he's doing 135000 a month. How many sales, just the number of sales, not the dollar amount, do you need per hour to hit the numbers to make $135,000 a month? How many sales per hour? I broke it down. I'll give you a hint. It's less than 100 sales. Two, Moose Dog. 
Is that a guy or a girl? I can't tell. Moose dog. You got it. You only, he only needs to sell two pair of glasses, just two new customers per hour, and make one and a half to two million dollars a year. Congratulations to Moose Dog. Keep watching my social media. By the way, if you ain't following me on, I'm gonna give, let's give some stuff away on Snapchat. Let's give some glasses away right now on Snapchat. I'm gonna just we're gonna give away. Yo, Snapchat, you missed me giving away iPhone Seven if you didn't watch my Instagram live. But we're gonna give away some Swanee glasses. So all you gotta do is basically direct snap me and say, I want the Swannies. And I'm gonna pick five people. Just say, I want the Swannies. Just snap me. By the way, my Snapchat is at Ty Lopez. It's a verified one with the books. I was lucky, I got the books thing. I've been eyeing that damn thing. So if you see me on Snapchat, if you don't see the books, it's not me, okay? I like the idea that someone else would create a Snapchat and call it Ty Lopez. Oh, dude, there was a dude. You want to know something crazy? There's this crazy guy on Snapchat. He does this. He did it to DJ Khaled. He did it to me. He would take the videos, download them from my Snap story, okay? Or like he would record them. Then what he would do would be just say, um, Sam, just say, just say, um, I'm giving away five pair of Swanee glasses direct message me quote i want the swanny swannies anyway so you can go follow me at ty lopez on snapchat i'm gonna give away five people each we're gonna get one of these glasses they're gonna change your sleep man if you ain't sleeping enough life is tough but anyway what was i just saying uh he did it to caladin do you oh yeah so he would take and voice mike over like kate saying his name like i love blankety blank this other dude i mean he got we got he got kicked off (laughs) he literally snapchat went in and he was doing it to a whole bunch of people kooky must have nothing to do with his day so go follow my snapchat by the way if you don't follow me on snapchat you're missing a lot of marketing techniques i'm always testing stuff if you want to see what's the most cutting edge experiment i'm messing around with snapchat um and if you want to see what I'm messing around with, follow me on Snapchat. Follow Zach on Tinder if you want to see. What yeah, if you want to around. see what I'm messing around with, follow Zach on Pornhub if you no, want to I, see what he's I, messing I, around with. I've never heard of that. Don't know what that we is. We should we should make a channel is, on Pornhub for Zach. What what does Porn, that mean? Hub, what, make what? make a How make a see? channel for me so to yes. view or people can a, upload pictures and videos of you, sexy uh, ones. Not of me, but Zach for me. Hub. No, of you, literally of you. Zach Hub. We'll be good. <laughs> Zach Hub. Not quite as popular as Pornhub. <laughs> Quickly, go to GoDaddy and see if you can get that domain. Zach Quick. Hub. Zach Hub. All right, we good? What's my snap again? It's just my name, Ty Lopez. Uh, basically, on every channel, I have at Ty Lopez on everything except Facebook. My I have Facebook. Ty Lopez my personal one. But Ty Lopez is official on Facebook. But Snapchat is. Okay, let's pick five people. All right. Who wants some The queue is silent. The queue is silent. All right, let's pick some winners. Here we go. My Snapchat is its crazy. Sometimes this will break Snapchat. We're probably getting... Jeez, look at that. That's firing away. Look at it. It's coming in. Yeah. If you guys want to see when I do these giveaways, it probably... I've had it come in so fast that my Snap rep is like, you broke Snapchat. Okay. First person. Ready. Set. Tell me when, James. Three, two, one. Go. Morley, number one, will be screenshotting you. Uh, your yeah. More. Let me just grab what 
Well done, there Morley. Pair of Swannies. Okay, Morley's first. Ty Lopez. Tell me when to stop. James, you can't see this. Tell me when. Now. Now. We got Adrian, Adri, or Adrian Krista. You guys can see. Adrian Krista. Well done, Adrian. I, I think it's a girl. It's like Adrian. Okay, tell me when to stop. Stop. Damn. Darily ST808. There we go. Congratulations. I'll screenshot. That's the third winner. Man, these are coming in fast. Look at that. Jeez, yeah. Ty. All right, ready? Tell me when. Now. <laughs> Bitch Tigger. <laughs> Literally. Congratulations to Bitch Tigger. Um, Who's going to get the last? Is that three or four? I think we need one more. Maybe to go to. Yeah, we got one more. One more. Good God. They're coming in even faster. They want them. Dude, if you, that is, let me you know, you can go to tylopez.com forward slash sleep. Look at that. You guys seeing that? That's insane. I got to somehow video how fast these come in. Okay. Last one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hang on a second. Hang on. Let me put it on my. Yeah, video I this. Good I want to put this Lord. on my snap. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on a second. I'm on live at Ty. Look how and- fast my snaps are going. Wow. Look at that. People, these are people who are trying to get a pair of Swannies glasses. This is why you want to be on social media, all you business people. Look at look at that. Damn. It's like... I would say it's coming in it's at like uh, the, 100 a second. You can't even it's read like the, the po- 100 a second. At Las Vegas. For sure. That's 100 a second. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. How, how long will that go? As last. long as I keep doing giveaways. No, but I'm saying like right now you t- you announced it, but I <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> it's it's literally it. like you're at Las Vegas and you pull the lever and it's like ding ding yeah. ding 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 ding. No, I've t- once tried to count. I think it's a hundred a second. Okay, let's go. Tell me hang on, to stop. Hang on. Okay, hang on. Here, just do, let me see your video camera or just video this. Sam. I want to video Look, ready. If you guys want to see what a f- Snapchat inbo- <laughs> inbox looks like when it's uh. Look this way. I'm doing a giveaway. That's what it looks like. It comes in at about a hundred a second. It's insane. Maybe okay. it, maybe Let's it's because everybody wants the Swannies glasses. Yeah, it's because of you. It's your good looks. Okay, you should see it. Let's once. do a lunch with Zach, and I want to see how fast it goes. It slows down. <laughs> yeah, Ty. it unsticks. Ty, are you ready? Yeah. Click. Okay, we're about to give away a pair of Click Swannies glasses. Here we go. Three, two, one. Now, Jorge. Olvera. Hey, Jorge. What's up, Jorge? All right. So I'm going to send... By the way, Zach is going to snap you to get your info. So, Zach, I'm not going to snap from mine. What is your Snapchat? Tetris God and the number seven. So only believe Tetris God seven if he asks you for your your PayPal or your uh, address. I'm going to need their, their address to yeah. send them the glasses. Tetris yeah. God seven. Because there's a whole bunch of people um out there who like try to f- i'll send you all five i screenshot it all five oh, okay. but there's a whole bunch of people out there that pretend they're me and they they dm people and say you've won a million dollars literally and then they say all you have to do is send us a thousand first and people some people are stupid enough if it's not from tetris god tetris god not tetra god uh on snapchat and it's only to those five people so and i'll you- send a, a selfie yeah, he'll send an, a nude. No. Nude. Zach I in the I, nude. Nope, nope. I got saved. I don't do that anymore. Zach used to have a problem with flashing. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was an a, exhibitionist. I, I had addictions. Yeah, he was a, we used to call him trench coat Zach back in high school. In high school, I was actually voted most likely to send nudes. 
Most. They, oh, they really caught it, huh? They caught it. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> right on. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Somebody said whip it out. Nope, we're going to cut before Zach gets any ideas. You never want to encourage sin in Zach. Okay. So for all of you listening who are fascinated by this sunglasses little dealio here with James and Tristan built, and now I'm a part of the company, go to tylopez.com slash sleep. And I got a special page built where you can understand why I use the glasses, why I became an investor in this company. It's not just because I'm trying to make money. It's because I actually use it. Tylopez.com slash sleep. And there you'll see, they'll see pretty much everything they know. Absolutely. Need yeah. to know. And we got, you got glasses, you got sleep supplements. What percentage of people do you think don't sleep enough? Uh, I would probably say 90% in this modern day world where we're addicted to our electronics and we're exposing ourselves to too much light at night. I so what say. is that? What the basic logic is there's blue light in electronics, in light bulbs, in TVs, in flat screens and laptops. And what does the light do? It stimulates your pituitary and pineal gland, which prevents your body from naturally creating melatonin, which is what helps you sleep. So every time you're scrolling on Instagram or Facebook or watching Game of Thrones on your TV or on your cell phone late at night, you're basically staring into a mini sun, which is disrupting your... It's making your body think it's morning again. Your body thinks it's daytime, even yeah. though it's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. And so therefore you have a, a hard time falling asleep, you toss and turn in the night and you wake up feeling tired. So go check it out. Grab a pair of Swanee glasses. I literally have five. What I do with them... Towards nighttime, I go, you know I love books, I read. If I don't have the glasses, I notice it. I turn I turn my big lights off in the main room. I just have a lamp, but I still have the glasses on. I put them on about an hour before I'm gonna go to sleep, try to read for an hour. I check my phone sometimes, unfortunately. But an hour, and then right before you're about to fall asleep, I just take them off and put them on the nightstand. So you don't wanna sleep with them on. They're pre-sleep glasses. And I notice a huge difference when I'm traveling and I forget them. So now my maid and my checklist of travel stuff, there's Swanee. I probably own 10 pairs. They're, you're coming out with prescription pairs. There's, they're cool. They're better looking ones. They, the technology is the most cutting edge. Um, so tylopez.com slash sleep. And that's a company I'm uh, invested in a new business partner in. But I've known James since 2013 and they're, they're good stuff. So. Tylopez.com slash sleep. Go check it out.